I am officially recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I record now, for some reason, I forget to turn off, uh, I guess there's this new porno? beat thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, there's currently a beat going on while I talk, and it's kind of nice. I want to I wanna shut it off, but I kind of want to leave it going so it keeps me on beat. I can be like, yes, let's go, Simone, let's discuss. This is a podcast, and we're rocking it. Do you hear me rocking I don't hear you rocking it. You know why you're not rocking it? Because you're not on beat like me. Uh, uh. Okay, I got to shut it off. Okay, that was pretty awesome. It's too early. (laughs) I, I I can't groove like that unless I'm like, Four whiskeys deep and at a gay bar. Well, who's like, to say if, I'm if a, not? <laughs> if Wait, a what? drag queen isn't shoving poppers in my nose, I'm not ready. That's you know fair. what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. All right, we're going to do this in a three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Fratchet Podcast. How's it going, Mr. Mo? Yo, what's up, man? Oh, man, is that over? Is that over? I am bored. I don't know if you noticed, but Corona exploded. So I'm bored of shit. That's much about interest as I can feign for the interest of being cheerful for the introduction of the podcast. That is kind of my thing. But man, I'm bored. You know, I um, uh, I had to use some PTO time for work before I lost it, and uh, I had all these trips planned. I was going to go to LA a couple times, and I was going to go to Chicago and, and whatnot, visit my family in Maryland, but all my trips got canceled, so they were like, listen, we have a couple weeks to use, like, you have to just use them. So I had this whole week off, and I'm going crazy. It's like, what do I, you know, I, I complain about being an essential worker, but now that I'm home so all i said was i just want to be home like everyone else now i'm like this sucks so wait are you are you you telling me that uh uh father ned was right that if you don't use it you you do lose it correct oh so use it all day every day on public transit especially we need it yeah i don't want to lose it i I don't want to lose it i haven't i haven't used it in a while you know it's been i'm trying to be safe uh, me and Julie actually stay uh, six feet apart from each other at all times. Uh, you know, that's what she says. She just she feels safe for me. You know, but safety first. It's kind of it's kind of shitty though because we have to be on other sides of the apartment, and it seems like her side of the apartment keeps getting all the good stuff. Like, like for example, the bathroom is by her side, but also the kitchen. It's like, but also the bed. How does this work? It seems like I'm getting screwed. I don't know who drew these lines. She said that I did it, but I was drunk, and I don't remember doing it. So I don't know. It seems like I you got know what? a really shitty I've, end of the stick here. I've heard couples getting like toys that they put inside themselves, and the other one can control it remotely. Um, actually, yeah. While she's at work right now, I have a toy inside my anus, and uh, every once in a while, you'll hear me go, "Ow, ow!" <laughs> it, so- it sounds it sounds yeah, like, a, like a howling cub. But it's not a howling cub. I don't have a howling cub here in my apartment. It's just me. It's just me. Julie, just uh, thank you for the early Christmas present. Uh, it's everything I ever wanted. And um, that 10 setting, whew, that should be an 11. <laughs> Let me tell you. You know, if Let I had tell a toy in my ass right now, <laughs> I don't know if I would tell, if I could differentiate between vibrations and gas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, I think I would shit myself yeah, at too. some point. Right? <laughs> I think that I would have an urge just to push it out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, think, I think there'd be like some like leaky, leaky, poopy dripping just coming around. It. Yeah. Be like I, I wouldn't know what's a fart. I wouldn't know what's this thing trying to come out on its own. My sure. mine was not meant to be an entrance hole. It's just an exit hole. So I don't know how sticking something in there for longer than what it takes for a poop to come out would would do to it. You know, it's just I've never tried. 
it's at that one time in the shower. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I don't really remember how that happened. So yeah, just, you know, things you do in life. So the other day, I was like, "What am I gonna do today?" And I was like, "I'm just gonna wash everything." So <laughs> I was like, "I'll wash my sheets again, and I'll just wa- I'll I'll wash all my clothes and all my jackets, and just I'll just wash stuff." So I go to the laundromat, and the stupid old heifer had her mask down below her chin. Oh. And she was like clearing her throat and like sniffing and like coughing like, all over. So she, <laughs> of course, uh, of course, the things. <laughs> well, I don't want to get it in the, in my mask, you know. And <laughs> then my mask will get dirty. <laughs> right. So, so you know, I see that all the time. But but um, I was thinking to myself, oh like, my why isn't the laundromat personnel being like, like, ma'am, please pull your mask up and wear it right. So, of all the washers in this facility, it's a huge laundromat. Uh, this stupid bitch wants to pick the one next to mine. So off the bat, once she's within six feet of me, I flat out just said, Hey lady, pull your mask up. Nice. At which point she cries. And then <gasps> someone from the laundromat comes over to me and says, you know, maybe you should apologize to her because she's, she's really upset. And I said, no. What? She this started crying? New. What do you mean she started crying? She what do you mean? She just started crying. <laughs> and so all night I thought to myself like, Am I an asshole? Should I have said it more delicately? I, I mean, usually yes, but I don't think in this particular case. Yeah, because I thought <laughs> this isn't new information, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like of all people, the old bitty should be wearing the biggest, most secure masks, you know? I'm more concerned about her than me. Maybe, maybe you don't know, but you actually, right before you got there, she had just gotten a phone call that her husband died in a terrible mask-making accident. You know, he fell into the machine, and the mask that she was wearing, turns out, was made of his skin. So she was actually terrified, and uh, you happened to come in and like be like, hey, lady, put the mask on in her face. And then she looked down and then saw like her husband's eyebrow and freaked out. Well, then she needs to invest in a KN95 or something, you know? <laughs> Well, uh, it's only uh, KN63 because uh, Jerry was only 63 years old. But, you know, <laughs> a, a, a few more years, a few more years, yeah. and he would have been there. You know, it's not his fault. It's, it's really not his fault. <laughs> People don't like being told to, regardless of how you say it, someone's going to get offended. And, for example, if you come across too softly, you know, like, excuse me, sir, can you please put on your mask? Then they're going to not take you seriously and they're not going to do it. And they're going to be like, Correct. fuck you, liberal bitch. And then it's going to be this whole thing. So you have to do it in a tone where it's, you know, it's it's, it's establishing mass dominance here. Totally. You got to be the tapping. boss. You got to exactly. be the boss. Exactly. And you, can, you, can't, you can't come different out here. Hello, please. No. But you also can't be like, roar. So it's all about the happy medium. It's all about the happy no, medium. No, I should have just yeah. been the boss at the laundromat and I should have just taking a fucking dump in her washer and been like, next time that's on your face, you little cunt. (laughs) And then you mix her whites with her reds. (laughs) And clearly some brown. Oh, mess. Note to self, people. Wear your masks, especially if you're around SEMO, uh, unless you want some dookie on your stuff. As we've explored and the, over the last two seasons, that is over 40 episodes. That is thousands of you listening all across the world. SEMO likes to poop a lot. Yeah. So it's you, kind of bring it, you pretty much can do it in command. So just please wear a mask. It's for your sake. And, and if anything, it'll help you not have to smell SEMO stank as much. He can't smell it, so he don't care. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I've been so bored, my friend. Yeah, that, what you been up to? You know, with this new quarantine, um, I may have written a script um, that I wanted to share with you. Okay. Get, get your buy-in because it's actually uh, very closely based on your life and your travels and your experiences, you know? Um, Especially, uh, you know, we've all been talking a little bit about a little character that I remember as old school Chris. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just Simo. It's just Simo's life, guys. This is where all the comedy comes from. You know, it's just really 100% a true story. This is an autobiography. Uh, Simo is gonna be like, whoa, how did you know all these details about my life? Say, well, I have my ways. I have my ways, you know? Uh, yeah, that's a very good thing about uh, uh, Simo's family thinking I'm a white guy. 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they just think I'm they just think I'm a white guy named Ken, and I just show up there for family dinner on Sundays, and they spill the beans. So, so I know everything. I know everything that's going on. You know, jokes so. on you. We don't have family dinners. <laughs> we don't have family time. What the fuck yeah, is it's that? Pretty much, it's pretty much we just go to the parking lot in Arby's and. You know, we make fun of immigrants. It's it's, it's very it's, it's, it's very demeaning to take part of it. You know what I mean? I feel really Man. bad. That some of those people look just like me, but you know, got to got to do what you got to do. Let it's all for you. the information. On the day yeah. of the Lord, you go to Arby's <laughs> and we crack some jokes. <laughs> it's, it's what you do. This is what you do. This is the a, more this family. Is America. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why they're the more family. They want more jokes, more yeah. immigrants jokes, please. Right. It's like, oh, it's, okay. So, so yeah. Um, this story is uh, about a particular time that uh, uh, my friend Chris here, old school Chris, had to meet a certain family member again, and his name was Uncle Billy. So this is the story. Of an old school Chris meets creepy Uncle Billy. Or as it should be said, old school Chris meets creepy Uncle Billy. Okay, so am, um, I, am I reading me? I, I think that you should read it with me, yes. And uh, you should you have to play yourself. I will p- play along to all the other sides and the, and the, and the direction slash narrations. Okay. And my only... My only preset with this character is that you know that this is old school Chris. So at this point in time, and you will see it even written in some of the text here, uh, there, you got, there's got to be some ashes and there's got to be a lot. Because that's kind of oh, how I I remember I had braces for eight years. I definitely <laughs> remember. So, so that's pretty much the only thing that you need to know. And other than that, I, I just want you to uh, sit back and enjoy my beautiful, inspiring take on your life and for, for your listeners at home and wherever it is you're listening to us from, I just want you to know that this, again, this is 100% based on Simo's life. I was given inside access to Okay, life. and then I just want our listeners to, just to remember that reading is a struggle for me, so I will try my best. <laughs> This is the cruel test in life. <laughs> it really is. For an actor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to do this, and we're going to do this good. And uh, three, two, one. Old school Chris meets creepy Uncle Billy. And we open up, and Ed, in the beautiful interior day, it's old school Chris's bedroom, and this is the 90s, and it's daytime, folks. And old school Chris sitting on his desk with his shiny new Hot Wheels by his side. He is surfing the web on a classic AOL web browser where he has stumbled upon a website that shows him an interesting way to play with them online, using a condom and some lubricant. Old school Chris is very excited to try it when he suddenly hears a knock on the door. Uh, who is it? Christopher Lee! What are you doing in there? His mother enters the room. Mom, get out and trying to play with my toy. Well, put him down. It's 10 a.m., goddammit. You should be doing something productive. As his mother yells, she violently gestures with her hands, vodka spilling from her glass. Oh, accurate. We have a guest this weekend. <laughs> so, so you better mind your manners. It's your Uncle Billy, and he'll be staying with you in your room. But, Mom, Uncle Billy is a creep. I'm pretty sure he's not allowed to be around children anymore. (laughs) Oh, that was just a misunderstanding. Billy's a great guy, so you better be nice. Understand? Yes, ma'am. I mean it. I want no funny business either. And take those damn posters down. But, Mom, those are my Christina Aguilera posters. You know I have it up there because I think she is totally hot. Duh. What else would they be up there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Woo. Okay, back to Carlos. You're a professional. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you say. No wonder you can't get a girlfriend. For the record, I actually <laughs> did have a Christina Aguilera poster in my room. <laughs> 
<laughs> you see, I was given inside access to Simo's life, folks. I was there. I know everything. <laughs> Man. Oh, God. Okay. Last from the past. Okay, sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Mother exits the room, and old school Chris sits on his bed. He grabs a couple of Hot Wheels and places them in the condom. He then begins to lube it up. Old school Chris complains. Ugh, this is so unfair. I hate Uncle Billy. I don't even want to know what super weird thing she is going to want to do. She's like total weirdo. <laughs> old school Chris lays down on his bed with the lubed up Hot Wheels inside the condom. Ew, he then lifts his legs up in the air. <laughs> well, here goes nothing. <laughs> Various grunts are heard as old school Chris sticks the lubed up toys in his anus. Cut to. We see the exterior of old school Chris's house. It's still daytime. Old school Chris screams. Mom, this happened again. Oh, God damn it, Christopher Lee. I'll call the doctor again. So so I got a Hot Wheels car stuck in my butthole again? <laughs> What the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, this is just, uh, you tell me, man. I, I, I didn't know that this is how you like to get down with your Hot Wheels toys. I just built a little racetrack with my brother and we would race them. Okay. I, I understand that, you know, you needed to invest in the best Hot Wheels. So that didn't really leave you a lot of money, you know, uh, for the track, especially when you're feeding 12 people at Arby's every Sunday. It's kind of, a, I know this is like a very <laughs> expensive thing to do, <laughs> but I've never played with them in that particular way. Way. So okay. I was well, I was interested to know this about you. I, uh, listeners, I never knew this. You know, I've known Simo now going for like what 12, 13 years, and I never once knew this. So Yeah, well, the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to scene two, as we say in the biz. You guys know it's it's after, the one after scene one, and this is where you know things start to get good. Uh and every story arc, this is where you would meet uh the ne- that character that is being spoken of. So Let's let's play it. Let's sit along, relax, and get back to Simo's okay. life. Okay, so <laughs> we open up to the exterior of Frattisburg Penitentiary. It's the next day, and you see that what I did there? I put a little shout out to the show Frat Chat Podcast in the penitentiary name Frattisburg. You know, so and half our brothers should probably have records. So I just you know I'm just saying. But I've been anyways. in a penitentiary before. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you see? There you go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I learned some tricks. You learned some tricks. Yeah. And we'll learn about them, folks. Let's just read on. Old school Chris and mother pick up Uncle Billy from the local prison. They greet him by the prison gates. Uncle Billy's wearing a long black trench coat and a black fedora hat. It is unclear if he has anything under the coat. His thin, dark mustache curls as he smiles. Gross. Hello, Chris. It's me, your dear Uncle Billy. Why don't you come over here and give me a hug? (laughs) Old school Chris stares at him. He definitely does not want to hug Billy. Christopher Lay, say hi to your Uncle Billy. Old school Chris lets out a sigh. Hi, Uncle Billy. Uncle Billy goes in for a hug. However, old school Chris tries to take a step back. I actually don't like being touched, thank you. Uncle Billy totally ignores this and hugs him tightly. The hug seems to last a really long time. Much longer than you would think. Especially when it's a man accused of several sex crimes, such as Billy hugging a child. Oh, yes. That's a good hug. Ew, uh... <laughs> Uncle Billy then loudly sniffs Chris' hair. Oh, I hadn't felt the touch of a child in a very long time. I mean, I haven't seen you in a very long time. That's what I meant to say. Right. There's an awkward pause. It goes on for a few seconds until Chris's mom breaks the silence with a shout. Vodka once again spilling from her glass as she aggressively swings her hands. She screams at old school Chris. Well... Don't just stand there, Christopher Lee. Help him with his damn bags. Billy's face then lights up with a smile. Chris is very uncomfortable. By the way, 
I know it might get a little crowded in the car. So if you want, you can always just sit on my lap. What? Why? It's a four-seater and there's only three of us. There's plenty of space. <laughs> Mother chimes in again. Vodka continuously spilling from her glass as she speaks. Christopher Lay! Don't be rude to your uncle! He's just being nice. Now you sit on his lap! But mom, I don't want to sit on his lap. How is even my uncle? You never told me how he is related to us. <laughs> Christopher Lay! Old school Chris lets out a sigh. Cut to. You know what? I actually have a, a, a I have an uncle Chris. Um, oh yeah. Who I don't think is related to me, and <laughs> um, he he went to jail for a year <laughs> because he got his third DUI. He's not allowed to drive anymore. <laughs> Do you know why he drank? Let's read on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. We, we cut to now the interior of Mother's car. Mother drives while Uncle Billy sits on the front seat. The car is swerving wildly as she drives. A very disturbed-looking old-school Chris is sitting on Billy's lap. All of a sudden, he notices something. Uh... Uncle Billy, I, I feel something hard to sell a cell phone in your pocket. No, I'm just happy to see you. <laughs> Uncle Billy laughs as old school Chris realizes that what the hard artifact is. His, his eyes widen in panic, fade out. And now, this is the end of scene two. Now we're going to go to scene three, where now they're going to go, now we're going to arrive at the house. You know, so, so now we know who this uncle is loosely based on. You know, like I said, so far, I've been pretty spot on with your life. Have I not? Just got to say. I mean, my mom does say Christopher Lee when I'm in trouble. So I got the Christina Aguilera, the, the uncle, uh, the mom. I, I actually I mean, did have a collection of Hot Wheels cars. I used to have the ones that if you dipped them in like hot water, they would change colors. Yeah. And and, it, and you know, and then change them in cooler colors if you dip them in hot lube. I heard uh, that's why the Simo uh, toy game thing started. You know, and you yeah. Know. But anyways, anyways, it's a whole thing. It's a whole, that's that's another story that'll be that'll be like a prequel to this later on. Yeah. That's you know, development gerbils yet. were messier, so Hot Wheels were like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to keep buying gerbils, you know, yeah. and they kept dying, and you know, mm-hmm. you never could get them all out. So it's, they say some of them are still up there. You know, Correct. very similar to Richard Gere. So it's, you know, it's much easier <laughs> to go to the Hot Wheels, you know. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay. Now we're in the interior of old school Chris's house. It's, di- it's in the dining room. It's nighttime. Old school Chris eating dinner with mom, Uncle Billy, and his dad, who's now home from work. The adults are talking while old school Chris stares at his dinner. Suddenly, his thoughts are interrupted. Well... We're very glad it was just a misunderstanding of that playground, Billy. We'll take your word for it. There's surely no need to research this on our own at all, despite the readily available tools on the internet at our disposal. We trust you. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. I love the children. I only want what's best for them. Speaking of which, hello, Chris. Can you pass me some of the sausage? (laughs) 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 Or if you're feeling a little full, perhaps I can have a little nibble of yours. (laughs) Old school Chris looks around uncomfortably. Mm -hmm. All the adults seem oblivious to Billy's innuendo. Uh, Here you go, Uncle Billy, I guess. Oh, thank you. And if you're not going to eat those, I'd also love to share some of your buns. Would anybody like to share his buns with me? Old school Chris has had, has heard enough. Okay, that's my cue to exit. I'm going to bed. Oh, that sounds good. I'll be up in a little bit. Make sure to do your stretches. What? <laughs> Nothing. Old school Chris runs up to his bedroom. This is Fade out. Um, uh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> So of all things you could write, <laughs> this is it. Old school Chris. I've been really bored, man. I've been really bored. 
or old school Chris <laughs> couldn't just make a friend. <laughs> what? Old school Chris never made friends. <laughs> That would have been so off-brand. <laughs> <laughs> Old school Chris making friends. Pfft. What, next he'll be cool in high school too? <laughs> please, please, you leave, you leave the creative ideas to me over here. Okay, Simo, I think, uh, well, I think the I, people have spoken because this is going to this is gonna sell millions. Okay, we're, we're not even down to the best part. This is, this is, this is going to sell millions? Nah, fuck it. It's going to sell billions, son. This is amazing. Well, I'm so touched. <laughs> That you thought of such yeah. a thoughtful story, yeah, you, you are. It seems like you're. It seems like you're definitely going to be touched as the story uh, progresses. I, I get that. Sense. Uh, <laughs> what did Julie say about this when you guys did your table read? Um, can I say that Julie is a big fan of Uncle Billy? I, I don't know why she uh, related so well to him. Julie, it, it's, it's actually very, very weird that she loves him so much. She is a big fan of Uncle Billy, and no if she had her way, maybe I would disappear and I would just be Uncle Billy twenty four seven. Um, it's okay. kind of weird, but that's actually why I'm actually just wearing uh, a trench coat and a top hat right now, uh, or a fedora hat, I mean. And a curly that's, mustache. That's all I'm wearing. <laughs> well, the curly mustache I've actually been having for a couple of weeks. That's just been a personal choice. Oh. I think it's very cool. You know what I mean? And then it matches my pubes. You know, so Ew, it's what? And it's, I've been doing vertical pubes. It looks like mustaches. It looks, it looks, <laughs> looks kind of cool. You know, I got I to I be conscious about my uh, pube stashes. But anyways... Well, um, enough about pubes. I want our listeners to know that we are halfway through. So just, just bear with us. <laughs> no, I'm sorry to disappoint you that we are halfway through and, you know, the story is going to near an end soon. Uh, you know, but just note that, like I said, other ideas are currently in development. So th- there, there'll be more. You can, you can follow me. I, I'll great. release them to the world. It'll be great. We'll sell millions, guys. I'm you know, on the edge support. of my seat sitting in anticipation. I'm so excited. I'm afraid that one of these Hot Wheels cars is going to fall out my butt. It's going to pop out. It's going to pop out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear some wheels rolling and be like, ah, I guess it's out. You know, that's, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know, that's what the lube is for. So you're not going to lose one. You know, anyways. Okay. So now, after dinner, we, we fade out and we go into inside of old school Chris's bedroom. It's nighttime. Old school Chris is sleeping in his bed when he's awoken by the sound of his bedroom door slowly creaking open. At that moment, Uncle Billy slides in the room. Old school Chris hides under the covers. Yikes. Oh, oh, I hope I didn't wake you. Your mother told me the air mattress blew up, so we get to share the bed tonight. How exciting. What? In what world is this okay? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Oh, don't worry. I don't snore. Now, tell me, is it true that you're a very heavy sleeper after 2 a.m.? I hear you're a very heavy sleeper after 2 a.m. It's 1.53 now. Dude, why does that matter? <laughs> I'm not going to be sleeping at all anymore. Oh, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> we, can, we can stay up all night together. Now why don't you let Uncle Billy give you a hug goodnight? Ew, no. Old school Chris flips out. He jumps out of the bed as his bed sheets go flying everywhere. He angrily turns on the lights. Okay, Uncle Billy. I have enough of this. I, I can't deal with you being like this. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you mean. And by the way, listeners, um, Carlos made a point to... Actually, write the script so I didn't have to actually use a speech impediment. The speech impediment is written into the text. <laughs> hey, that's that's called good writing. Okay, it makes it the actor can get right into it. Uh, sure, you need a couple extra H's in here, but I'm not gonna lie, that speech impediment flawless, isn't that flawless? <laughs> so right. I like to think I'd like to maybe say you're welcome for that. Simo, yeah, well, th- thank saying. you. I, sh- I should, yeah, I should be more appreciative of the you, the there, gifts life has to offer. There, you see, that's all I ever needed from you. Just constant state of approval to everything I say or do. Is that so difficult, Simo? God, I, I, I feel like I'm talking to a future um, Oscar-winning screenwriter. See, thank you. That's all I ever wanted to hear. You know, that's all I ever wanted to hear. Thank you. Okay. Well, here we go. Okay. So 
So Uncle Billy just said, I don't know what you mean. And then my response is, um, being all creepy and touchy. And what's with all these weird innuendos? It's so creepy. And why doesn't anyone else know this? I feel like I'm losing my marbles. <laughs> oh, I'll help you find your marbles. Old school Chris loses it. No, see, this is what I mean. This is so rapey. I can't sleep like this. I, I have a very important day tomorrow. The new Sync album is coming out <laughs> in the CGB at the record store super early, so I'm the first to get it. I'm tired of being a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Old school Chris begins to cry. Seeing this, Uncle Billy begins to feel bad. Oh no, I never meant to make the children cry. I specifically list that as one of my turnoffs on my kink.com profile. Is that a real site? Kink.com? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm taking, I'm taking liberties. I, I did not want to Google these things, Sebo. Then I get put on this list again, <laughs> and then it took me months to get off the list already. I don't want to get put back on. So, anyways. So that's, that's me next. I say, what? <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll reread that line uh, as professionals, you know, because, you know, we got to film this through for the oh, viewers to get back okay. into it. Okay, so, so I'll take that back. I'll take a step back here. So I'll go back. To, oh, no. I never meant to make the children cry. I specifically list that as one of my turnoffs on my kink.com profile. What? Nothing. The important part is for you to know that I totally understand how your supple bottom is feeling. You, you do? Of course I do. When I was little, I asked my mother to buy me a lightsaber. She said she wouldn't do it after she find me with a pickle in my anus. She said she didn't want me to get any ideas with it, so she refused to buy it. I was the only one not to get a lightsaber that year. I was known as a loser for the rest of my life. That's why I like children so much now. I never had a chance to grow up myself. <laughs> now it's Uncle Billy who begins to cry. Old school Chris begins to feel a little bad himself. He tries to comfort Billy. Here, there, don't cry. I understand. I totally lost the uh, good Hot Wheels earlier. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it callback, guys. You know that we we bring that into the biz. You know, you you present a joke earlier, and then we bring it back here. Clever. And you know, it's it's what it's what we do. I spent days uh, coming up with that one. You know, so quarantine's been a long time here. But anyways, Uncle Billy wipes away his tears. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Now what do you say we get some shut-eye? I'll work on fixing the air mattress tomorrow. Old school Chris lets out a sigh of relief. That sounds great. Good night, Uncle Billy. Good night. Uncle Billy lays down in the bed. Old school Chris lays down on the other side. Him and Uncle Billy laying feet to feet to make old school Chris feel more comfortable. Uncle Billy goes to turn off the lights. Before doing so, he looks back at old school Chris. By the way, I hope you don't mind. There's one last thing you should know. Oh, sure. What's that? I sleep in the nude. Of course he does. Of course he does. (laughs) Old school Chris's eyes widen as we see Uncle Billy's pants and underwear land on the floor before he turns off the lights. The room is now completely dark. Mom! Fade to black. The end. Wow. I'm so I'm so honored. I I mean I might be slightly biased because I, I wrote the whole thing, you know, but but I would say that this is definitely the screenplay of our generation. Um there's by far nothing better that will ever come out. Um sorry, Scorsese, your days are behind you. There's now Garcia, you know. Uh, some might say that's a step down. I say that's 10 steps up if it's a very small uh, set of stairs. You know, you can, you can just <laughs> teeny tiny steps. Because you don't you know, want to get winded, you know. Right, exactly, exactly. I get tired quick, you know. So I, th- I think it's pretty amazing. Um, I'd like to also uh, commend myself for how accurate – I stayed to the subject matter of Simo's life. Like I said at the beginning of this, this is all 100% uh, true. This all happened. 
This literally all happened. Simo, you can tell them how it all happened, uh, right? Tell them how it all happened. Um, Kurt, uh, maybe. Um, now, the music references are accurate, but I don't have an Uncle Billy. And um, I've never inserted a Hot Wheels into my anus. So, you guys, it all happened. You heard him say it. He literally just say it. Um, I wasn't really listening, I'm not opposed but I'm pretty to sure it. That's, that's what he said. I, I just I'll try anything once. But. That's why I'm a homo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of homo, did you see on Facebook that um, uh, everyone wants me to send some Christmas cards to some fraternity brothers? <laughs> and one in particular uh-huh. who we spoke at length about. In yeah. all of season one. And we Wait, refer to him so many, uh, yes, as Gay Kermit the Frog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you should. I think you should uh, start a mailing list for sure. I think it would be the greatest thing ever. And it, I mean, I, I would support it. I would even help pay for uh, the shipping and handling costs because we, we need to make these not little cards, like massive life-size posters that he gets every month. I think it would be fantastic. Because why stop at Christmas? You know, oh my I know gosh. Simo has thousands of pictures that he likes to, they used to like to carry around physically and show them to random uh, fraternity uh, pledges that he met and, you know, at their apartment at 3 a.m. when they were drunk. Because yeah. that's a totally normal place to whip you out. You know what? Set of when I moved to Chicago, <laughs> I had a few friends that already lived there from the theater department from college. So uh-huh. I showed them my apartment <laughs> and they come over and they're like, oh, Look at this artwork. I had three large black and white artistic nudes of myself <laughs> on the wall. It wasn't like I wasn't. I mean, I was naked, but you weren't. You couldn't see my dick. Like it was implied nudity. You know what I mean? Simo <laughs> actually ha- had a giant uh, lamp right next to where his penis would be. It's like this really weird innuendo, and it's like, hey, this is very uncomfortable because the lamp is sideways, so it actually has no use for actually lighting stuff. It just makes it look like he has a giant penis. Yeah, and it was it, the lamp was curved. <laughs> yes, and, it's very, and was very like, curvy. <laughs> like he must be left-handed and unemployed. <laughs> so Man, um, I, didn't even, I didn't even know they made light bulbs like that. <laughs> you know, um, but but my friends were like, you know, that's kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I never thought about it. I've just been, you know, so lonely. So um, uh, remember we used to have to like, like buddy up with the crew at UMBC. Yeah, and they were such losers. I remember one of them being like, hi, Frotter. And I was like, don't, don't look at me. Don't even talk to me. Ew. Don't even come near me. What's wrong with you? I, I like how you were mean to the people that literally were you. Like your impression of that guy was your impression of yourself that you just spent doing the last 10 minutes on the show. Um, possibly. <laughs> you turn your back on your own people, Simo. You should have been there to pull them up and lift them up higher. Instead, you just push them down you so you could rise. At that point, I had a modeling contract, and that made me whole. <laughs> oh, man. That, that gave me purpose in life. It gave yep. me purpose and a relapse of an eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... I had a feeling that you had something up your sleeve, which is why oh, yeah. I also wrote a little something. Um, oh. It's not oh, really? in the format of a script. It's more like a short story. Oh, so, so what you're saying is that is that you were jealous of me possibly coming up with super creative ideas. So you're trying to one-up me in order to be the successful uh, Frat Chat Podcast writer in the group because... Uh, um, that's not gonna. That's not gonna work over here. I don't know if know. it was jealousy. I think it's just more like let's just fight fire with fire. Oh, fire! So, so I get it. Um, you know, my my grandma was recently cremated, so now he's gonna make jokes about that. Great, thanks, Simo. That's very mature. No, I was referring that's to you being flaming. Okay. So- oh, so now he's gonna now he's gonna out me out. I, I hadn't even told Julie yet, Simo. I was waiting until uh-huh. she got home. You saw the video I sent you. Uh, her her sweater fit me great. It really made me think things. The rainbow about sweater. Actually, I would wear that sweater. I like the sweater. It was a great sweater. It's very I, I would too. wear it with dark denim. Tell Julie she needs to wear it with dark denim. You know. So yeah. um, uh, okay. So I shared this short story with you on our shared OneDrive, and um, there's a few parts that are highlighted. Not a whole lot, 
but if you don't mind, I would like for you to read those highlighted parts um, with a um, Venezuelan accent. Okay. Okay. And I like how you said, wow, you said Venezuelan to be politically correct. And this is like, what, episode... 24, 25 of season two. So this is like maybe like like the 50th episode total we've ever released. And now you drop in the Venezuela. I like it. I like that. As opposed Thanks. to what? A Spanish accent? No, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I, I felt it was a little more racist about it, but that was like, would, like I was actually rather, bracing myself. Okay, let's, let me retract that and be on brand. <laughs> um, uh, can you do this with a Mexican accent? Yes, there you go. That's what I was expecting. And then Gracias, I would be papi. like, nah, you son of a bitch. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> you know, that's like, this is what we were supposed to do. This is why people tune in from all around the world to hear us do. So thank you for keeping it on brand for me. Okay, well. I, I, well I, only this, you can get away with it, so I might as well use it. You know? Yeah, I'm also a minority. Mm-hmm. He's a Polak. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, a very smart Polak, um, which is equivalent to a dyslexic adult. Um, yes, okay. That's true. So this story is called Carlitos Comes to America. <laughs> oh, God. It's a coming-of-age story that maybe one day you might find on Netflix. Who knows? Oh. I like that. Uh, maybe on Netflix, maybe on, on Grindr as well. You know? Correct. All <laughs> the above. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Our story begins in the beautiful countryside of Caracas, Venezuela. Cows and chickens are running wild through the hills as far as the eye can see. And we hear the sweet sound of merengue buzzing through the kitchen window of Virginia's Spanish colonial home. Carlitos, she yells from the window. Did you select a chicken for dinner esta noche? A rather large young man approaches the home holding something behind his back. Yes, mama. Young Carlos replies. Bring it here, mi amor, she says. Young Carlos walks very slowly and nervously into the side door of the kitchen, carefully keeping this item hidden behind his back. Virginia says, well, Carlitos... But Carlos simply stares at her. Confused, she asks, Carlitos, ¿dónde está el pollo? From behind his back, Carlos reveals what appears to be a large pine cone from one of the historic trees on the property. Here, mamá. He says, <laughs> he says as he hands her the pine cone. ¿Qué es eso? She says with overwhelming disappointment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Okay. Say so. She says it's overwhelming disappointment. Oh my god. Okay. Boy, <laughs> 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 Carlitos, she yells. We've been through this before. We raise animals to survive. They're my friends. <laughs> Carlos exclaims. You need to start making real friends. And when your father gets home, the two of you are going outside to bring me a chicken para cena. Carlos cries out. No me gusta pollo. And he runs back outside. Virginia watches him from the window as he sprints about 50 meters and then takes a breather. He runs a little bit more, but he struggles to catch his breath. So he finds a nice resting spot under a pine tree. Un dia. I will live in America, where chicos no necesitan tweet their friends. That night, Carlos went to bed without dinner, and his father came home late. Carlos was in bed with his dog Bagel when they were startled by what could only what they could only imagine to be a gunshot. Carlos stuffed Bagel into his closet, grabbed a spoon from under his pillow and slowly creeped down the staircase to investigate the sound the way he thought Batman would do. 
Carlitos. That's pretty accurate. That, that, that's pretty. That's pretty accurate. I will say. <laughs> By the way, I like to stop here and say, like, the story began in the beautiful side of countryside Caracas, Venezuela, where cows and chickens are running wild through the hills. And <laughs> 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 merengue is buzzing through Virginia's kitchen. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I couldn't get past that from the very beginning. Um, uh, it's, it's accurate. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, it went the, the hills just cut right through uh, the city of Caracas, and then these chickens and cows would run up and down. It's a huge issue, and that's just something that we as a people can't agree on what to do about it. You know, these cows and chickens just yeah. running wild. After I wrote this, as as I was like, see. "Oh shit, are there even pine trees in South America? <laughs> Who knows?" I'm, oh yes, yes. I, I would, I would constantly. Me and my dog Bagel would constantly go uh, searching for the finest. I didn't know if I should name your find. dog Bagel or just Carbohydrate. The <laughs> <laughs> two favorite things. Okay, so, um, so continuing. Um, so uh, Carlos, you know, I came down to investigate the to investigate yes. the sound. Carlitos, his dad yelled. I hope popping a champagne didn't wake you, but I'm glad you're here because your mom and I have some very exciting news. Carlos approached his dad, and his father was grinning from ear to ear. I got that job I interviewed for, and we're all moving to Los Estados Unidos. <laughs> Carlos hugged his father tightly and shouted, McDonald's! <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 Carlos was so excited for this new chapter in his life where he wouldn't have to eat his friends and he could finally have an actual New York bagel that he's only read about in stories. That night, he couldn't sleep at all and as he devoured mango after mango, he pledged to make a real friend so that his mother wouldn't worry. Oh my god, my grandma legitimately had a mango tree in her backyard. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> we could literally just like grab mangoes and eat them as we as we wished. It was fucking awesome. That's amazing. So that's I'll be accurate. <laughs> that summer, Carlos Bagel and his parents relocated to a small town in southern Maryland. And where their property was lacking in livestock, they made up in amenities. The dishwasher was Virginia's favorite feature. <laughs> And Carlos's father loved to stay up late and watch Cinemax after the family has gone to bed. Cinemax. <laughs> Carlos. Hey, got you gotta get those premium channels, you know? you know. You gotta make use of them if you have them. Get You're going to waste otherwise. <laughs> Carlos got his first computer and quickly discovered the internet. Carlos and Bagel couldn't wait to make friends, and although school was only a few weeks away, Carlos, being a bright kid, decided to begin the search early. He learned about a website called www.google.com, and he searched friends for young men, and he certainly got some attention. Friends were lining up to meet Carlos, and he couldn't have been more pleased. He found it odd that all of his new friends who requested pictures of him he knew that it was important to embrace American culture, even if he found it odd. Why do you think Uncle Billy went to jail? Just, you know, he was, he was one of my friends, my first friend. That's how I knew the story. That's how it all started. You know, this is a, um, there's a, there's a common theme in both of our stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't do? know if that's good or terrible. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. But I like it. <laughs> well, this is going to take a twist. Okay. Oh, God. One hot summer day in August, Carlos's mom was watching the Home Shopping Network with credit card in hand when Carlos entered the living room wearing his father's sweatpants and a Batman t-shirt that he crafted himself. Bye, Mama. He said as he motioned towards the front door. And where do you think you're going, Mia Moore? I'm going to hang out. With me, amigo, Carlos replied. All right, Virginia said, just be home by dinner. For the uh, record, uh, while we record this, I'm currently wearing a Batman PJ pants, so. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carlos oh, walked Lord. out the door, and for a brief moment, 
Virginia was pleased to know that Carlos was acclimating well to American culture. Then suddenly, she realized that she, she didn't know of any friends. She jumped out of the recliner chair, threw down her credit card, and ran out the front door to catch up with her son. And not a moment too soon because she managed to grab her son's arm moments before he climbed to a stranger's large white van. Who is this? She asked Carlos. Oh, this is my friend, Ben Dover 69. Carlos replied. <laughs> no, you don't have any friends named Ben, and I want you to march back inside and you wait para tu madre. Carlos put his head down and walked slowly back into the house as Virginia and Bendover 69 watched. As soon as Carlos was out of earshot, <laughs> she turned to the vehicle and said, I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but if you ever come close to my child again, I will sell tu cojones al supermercado. <laughs> and that translates to I will sell your balls to the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm cultured. Very impressive. Uh, that's very impressive. Um, you know, I got I to gotta give it to you. I'm sure you spent hours on Google Translate. Um, but oh, yeah. no, not at all. I know all the all the gross stuff. That's oh, what you go. learn first, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's very okay. true. Okay. So that night was a sad evening because Carlos's internet privileges were taken away. How was he going to be able to talk to all of his new cyber friends? Yeah. Although Carlos didn't do anything wrong, Virginia felt the internet was a liability. And until they had a better grasp on American culture, Carlos needed to wait until school was in session to correspond with any potential amigos. Virginia gave Carlos a loaf of bread, kissed him goodnight, and sent him to his room. The next few weeks were long and boring for young Carlos, but luckily he had bagel and McDonald's. I like how I was just sent to bed with a whole loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, son. <laughs> That's enough bread to feed an entire village. Here you go, Carlitos. Um, this next chapter is my favorite part. <clears throat> okay, so homecoming is a fun weekend for the entire community, and it starts with a Friday pep rally during fourth period. Not only was Carlos excited to skip phys ed, but he was also excited to meet some other students and finally make a real friend. The students were all escorted outside by faculty, and they all sat amongst their cliques on the bleachers. Carlos wasn't sure where to sit, but thankfully, some of the other foreign exchange students from Japan waved him over to join them. Hi, Carlos. I recognize you from the back table and homeroom. My name is Itsuki. Uh, I was kind of waiting for like a super racist uh, Japanese accent to come. <laughs> no, uh, I was not sure. So, uh, you know, these are supposed to be foreign students. So, you know, I was expecting something else. But I'm going to pass it. I'm going to pass it. Anyways. Uh, Thank you. Hola, Itsuki. My legs didn't quite fit under the desk. So they moved me to the back table. I remember, and Mrs. Matthews had to get an extra chair from the computer lab for you, Suki recalls. Carlos asks, So, how long have you been in America? Only a few weeks, but I go back to Tokyo after this semester, Suki explained. How are you adjusting to America? Oh, it's very different from Venezuela, but I enjoy my quarter pounder Sundays. Oh, McDonald's! Oh, yes. Are you familiar? Carlos asked. We have McDonald's in Japan too, says Itsuki. But we have more options, and the food is fresher in Japan. Carlos nods his head. Yes, food was more fresh in Venezuela too. But it was always sad to eat my friends. Hmm. For the record, it's Big Mac Sunday, you son of a bitch. I know Quarter it is. Quarter pounder Sunday. You know, I just thought that maybe as a young kid, you would have started with a double cheeseburger, and then maybe a Fuck quarter no. pounder, and then a big Do you pounder. know me at all, Simo? <laughs> I, I had can, it all. It was all stacked together into one giant super burger. This novel is still in revision, Duh. so I can always change it. Okay. So, um, it's It's sad to eat, my friend. <laughs> Itsuki and the rest of the foreign exchange students were alarmed by this response. So in unison, they grabbed their backpacks and left Carlos to sit there all alone. Aww. Carlos wasn't too upset because he found it illogical to develop a friendship with someone who was just who who was not just leaving soon, but also didn't share the same admiration for McDonald's the way that Carlos did. 
Ultimately, he left the pep rally and made his way to the computer lab to hopefully reconnect with some of his online friends. I've lost a lot of friends just because they haven't been in McDonald's. I, I almost broke up with Julia. I like actually forced her to eat a Big Mac. Yeah. Uh, along with dinner too. It's like a, like a two thing, you know. So it's you know sometimes when she throws it up, I make her eat the throw up as well because I do not want my Big Mac going to waste. So she's she's learned now. Yeah, waste uh, not, want know. not. Is that what they say? See, that's what we say in Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that night. While the entire high school was cheering on their football team, Carlos laid in bed with Bagel, wishing things were easier. Oh, no one understands me. He thought, and he wasn't comfortable discussing any of this with his parents because he didn't want to upset them. I have to do something drastic if I'm going to make a real friend the way Batman found Robin. The next day, Virginia took Carlos to a shop called Big and Tall to find something suitable for the homecoming dance. Although Carlos didn't have a date, Virginia thought it was necessary for him to go. They purchased some stain-resistant <laughs> dress shirts and a pair of slacks. <laughs> so <sad>. with, <laughs> they purchased some stain-resistant dress shirts and a pair of slacks with an elastic waist. She was ready for the dance. That evening at dinner, Carlos's dad surprised his family with a fried shrimp platter from Long John Silver's, Ooh. and even Bagel got to experience fancy seafood. <laughs> that but is that very wasn't fancy. the only surprise. He also managed to pull some strings to get Carlos on the high school swim team. What? Carlos cried. I don't even know how to swim. Carlos's father explained that with all the stress of relocating to America, they failed to make Carlos's health a priority. This is our last fried meal as a family, and no more quarter pounder Sundays, he said. Training no! starts tomorrow. So Carlos, poor, <laughs> poor Carlos. Um, yeah, fuck. Pobrecito. Uh, this sounds uh, like my nightmare. I can't live with this. I don't want to. I don't want to carry on. This is this is too but sad. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You won't be disappointed. Okay, so Carlos dumped the rest of his plate in his cargo pocket, and he ran up to his room. <laughs> after he after he caught his breath, he thought. Oh, what am I going to do? As he ate the fried shrimp out of his pocket. But time was running out, and he needed to get ready for the homecoming dance. I, I still have those pants, by the way. Uh, you know, they're perfect, because as you said, you can put shrimp on one side, but then, you know, there's still plenty of other pockets for other meals. So you can have dessert, you can have appetizer, you know. Just don't put ice cream, because it does get squished, you know. That's the one thing that I recommend, uh, believe me. Other than that, yeah, you can. Pr- you know, you I don't know what's that. worse in the history of American fashion: cargo pants or shoulder pads for women. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a tie for me. Oh God, but I, I'm not gonna lie. I loved my cargo pants in, back in the day. If only they were socially acceptable to wear, I would probably still wear them. Ugh, they were so comfortable. Gross. And you, you just do whatever, and I didn't care. And if they got dirty, you didn't give a shit because they were cargo pants. It's great. Well, moving on from this very sad discussion. <laughs> Uh, this revelation. So, Virginia <laughs> dropped Carlos off at the high school and told him she'd be back to pick him up at 9 p.m. As soon as he got there, he went straight to the computer lab to get any advice he could from any friends he could find online. He also needed to sit down, and the chairs in the computer lab were the most comfortable. As the homecoming dance concluded, Virginia waited patiently in the parking lot while listening to her favorite merengue mix. <laughs> It was surprising to her that Carlos wasn't there to meet her, but she hoped that maybe he finally made a friend and lost track of time. She parks her car and enters the school. All the students have left, a custodian says. Have you seen my boy Carlos? She asked. He's about 5'7 and 400 pounds. <laughs> he broke three chairs this week. What? Virginia asked. I was actually more like 5'3. <laughs> <laughs> So I appreciate you for making me taller. Okay. <laughs> 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 He's about five seven four pounds. He broke three chairs this week. What? Virginia asked, and he left two hours ago. Two hours ago, she shouted. Yes, in a cab. The custodian explained. Virginia fled home to her husband, and they made the decision to call nine one one to get police involved. Hours later. When the cops finally arrived, she showed them a photo of her little boy. Little boy, one of the cops chuckled. 
Looks like you got a real heartbreaker on your hands. <laughs> I know. Guapo like his papa, Virginia adds. <laughs> no, the police officer says. I mean, the poor kid is a chicken nugget away from a heart attack. <laughs> anyway, can you walk me through your evening? Virginia explained that Carlos may have panicked about the swim team. And while he was getting ready for the dance, she was watching the home shopping network. Suddenly, she realized that her credit card wasn't sitting by the phone where she normally kept it. Mi tarjeta de crédito no está aquí, she says to her husband. The police officer tracked the credit card and appears to have some heavy activity with QBC, a purchase at Amtrak, and recent activity in the New York Hotel. My lord, she says, what if our poor boys opt to meet Fendover69 or some of those perverts he met online? The police officers assure her that no pervert would be remotely interested in this. But they continue to monitor the credit card activity nonetheless. And Virginia and her husband get in the car and head straight to New York City to get their baby back. Carlos's parents arrive to the Edison Hotel in Times Square, thanks to police officers' investigative work. Virginia explains to the front desk that her underage child booked the room with a stolen credit card, but the hotel staff explains that Carlos wasn't here alone and there were complaints of strange sounds coming from the room. <laughs> oh, God. At this point, Carlos's parents were beside themselves as they obsessed over all the horrible things they were about to find in that hotel room. What if they have him tied up, she asked her husband as they entered the elevator. Or what if they're spanking him or making him sniff cleaning supplies? Oh, see. They approach the room and notice a do not disturb sign on the door. Virginia bangs on the door as if she was law enforcement. Hand over my son or I will make sure you're locked up with a man larger than you. <clears throat> Very slowly, the door cracks open with the chain still secured. And a little person looks up at Virginia. Hey, Carlos. Do you know these people? Mama. Carlos cries out. He unlocks the chain and opens the door to a dozen teens in superhero costumes. Two of these teens <laughs> are conjoined at the hip, literally. One kid is in a wheelchair and another is wearing sunglasses while holding a walking stick. Carlos is wearing a Batman mask and the little person in the door was dressed up as Robin. <coughs> hey, these are my friends from the internet. Carlitos, says Virginia. Why didn't you tell tu mama that you want to dress up like cartoon characters and go to New York? We were scared. Ooh, you're always watching Home Shopping Network and dad watches TV with his penna in a jean sock. Carlos explained. No one talked to me and I'm lonely in the America. Carlos's father interjects, <coughs> son, you're right. I have been spending a lot of time to myself and I should be spending time with you. While we're in New York, is there anything that you and your new friends would like to do? Carlos's face lights up. Can we all get the New York bagel and then go to Comic-Con? See me more, his mom says as she tries to wrap her arms around her large son. The next day... They drove home to Maryland, and Carlos was allowed to use the internet again. His parents felt more comfortable with his use of internet now that they met his group of friends. Carlos also agreed to give swimming a try, as long as his parents let him wear his Batman t-shirt in the pool. <laughs> in addition, not only did Carlos finally make some friends, but so did his parents. Yeah. This Venezuelan family is acclimating so well to American culture the stocks in McDonald's have tripled in value, and Carlos no longer has to see any of his friends on the dinner menu. The end. Um, I'd like to say that uh, McDonald's went from a very small family-owned uh, corporation when I moved to America to the conglomerate you see today. Correct. So uh, you're welcome. I put a lot of people's kids through college thanks to my eating habits. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you welcome American economy. You guys kind of owe me one. Just saying. My heart uh, will need some help in the next couple of years, so I'm counting on you guys to send me a transplant, just, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, listeners, I hope that you all enjoyed um, uh, these very historically accurate stories. <laughs> yes. I don't even yes. want to call them stories because I think stories implies that maybe it was fiction. That's that fiction, right. I feel like this should be more like biographies. 
You know, like like for example, I I gotta give it to you. The Batman shirt in the pool, you know, uh, that's very accurate. That's a, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. I, would, I probably would have used a different shirt. You know, I wouldn't have wanted to risk my Batman shirt in the chlorine of the pool. You know, if they put too much, then the Batman shirt, which usually would be black, would get stained. So I would use something else, but definitely not a white shirt, because as you know, with a white shirt, you see right through. So it's even worse because then all the jellies would get squeezed in there, and then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it would look. It would look like I'm smuggling marshmallows. I want our listeners to know that that Carlos actually swims like a fish. If you've ever seen <laughs> a very large catfish yes. nestled at the bottom of a tank, sucking on the glass. <laughs> yes, I, I was gonna say I'm, that's one. <laughs> I'm definitely one of those. I, I don't move around a lot. I just stay across, and and you know I'm definitely definitely a bottom feeder of some sort, which is which which helps in turn to make me more tender and a fancier meal if you catch me. So I would say I'm more like a lobster. You know what I mean? Uh, So, like, that kind of works. And my tough outer shell, as you all will see, you know, my tough outer exterior, which is my physical outer shell, uh, masks a very delicious interior. This is is a very random question, but the the character from Little Mermaid, was that a a crab or a lobster? Uh, Sebastian was a crab. It was a crab? Yeah, it was a Jamaican crab. Yeah. Pretty sure. Let me see. Hey, hey, Google. Is Sebastian a crab or a lobster? There, you see her sitting there across the way. <laughs> she don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. It's a crab. There we go. It is a crab. Look at that. Yeah, Google is so well, helpful. I, I'm here. glad that we were able to conclude this episode with a very educational moment here at Frat Chat Podcast. I, I agree. And I have to say, I mean, I know that Google uh, has my social security, credit card information, penis size, everything. But it is kind of worth it uh, for them to give me information like this at all Correct. the time. So I, I feel pretty happy that. And, and on that note, I'd say that it's pretty good to get out of here. Make sure you follow us on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. Uh, give me a follow on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok at Carlos Does the World, and on the Twitter at Carlos Does World. And make sure you follow Simo over there at Chris.more.comedy on Instagram and at Seymour Comedy on the Twitter because we're going to be, as you can see, literally genius. Literally genius. God, let me say that right. And just wait because Hollywood is going to come a calling and these scripts are going gold, man. Yeah. So on that note, get us the fuck out of here, Mr. Mo. I motion to adjourn this very educational meeting. And I second. All right. We love you guys. See ya. Peace, batches.